0: Hello and welcome back to Small Screen Stories. So this is the show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture, mainly movies and TV shows, but sometimes I talk about comic books and video games as well. All these uh, articles, these stories come straight from small-screen.co.uk, Small Screen, and uh, you can go and check those out if you so wish over on the site. Uh, if you could also follow us uh, on on social media at Small Screen Co, that'd be wonderful. You can follow us everywhere on uh, on. Uh, at Small Screen Co. on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. If you could also like and subscribe, that would be wonderful as well if you're watching on YouTube and if you're watching on Facebook, then like the page, follow the page, like the video, share the video, that'd be wonderful as well. You can also have this, as a, find this as a podcast where you can get that, you can get that anywhere you get your podcasts at Small Screen Stories and if you're listening over on uh, Apple, Apple, was it? <laughs> Apple Podcasts. It used to be iTunes but now it's Apple Podcasts. Uh, then... Uh, a five-star rating would be really, really welcome. Right, now that i got all that stuff out of the way, let's get straight into the news. And there's a lot of stuff to get through today because I'm only doing these shows now on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So that means the Tuesday show is kind of like, is well, it is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday all rolled into one. So I do try and do this as quickly as I can because my time... Uh, to do these shows is relatively limited these days because I'm doing quite a lot. But uh, the very first thing is that Warner Brothers executives have well, apparently called Joss Whedon's Justice League a piece of S word. Let's just say a piece of crap because I think crap is kind of a, a word that people are okay using. Um... Yeah, so apparently they thought it was pretty bad and this was uh this comes from an article that uh the in Vanity Fair that's kind of talking more about what's going on with the with the Zack Snyder's um, Justice League and they actually interviewed him in that as well and in that um in that interview this is what was said uh, when we got to see what Joss actually did it was stupefying the rubber on the rooftop so goofy and awful the russian family so useless and pointless everyone knew it it was awkward and because nobody wanted to admit what a piece of it was. So, yeah, I mean, this is coming out now. It's probably a bit late now for this to come out. But apparently they thought it was rubbish. And... um at the time they thought it was really bad and of course this is what these executives wanted but apparently there are some executives over at Warner Brothers that really didn't like this and thought it was really really bad Uh, let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below did you like that film I know a lot of people that actually thought it was all right I personally thought it was terrible Uh, but that's just because I thought it was well I I just didn't understand what was going on in that movie Uh, let me know your thoughts in the comments below Right, moving on. The international release date of Justice League has been revealed and it's actually going to be the same as the normal release date. So that's 18th of March. Uh, There are caveats. Uh, So I think over here in France, we still don't know when it's coming out, if it's coming out at all (laughs) in France. We have something called OCS, which is like a kind of streaming service that might get it. Uh, In England, uh, in the UK, it's coming to Sky, I believe. Uh, And it's coming on March the 18th. And it's also being released in cinemas, uh, so that's a good thing for people that you know don't have the streaming services and cinemas are still open, or, or are open there, they'll be able to actually watch this movie in the cinemas, which is something, I mean, I'm hoping that this is what you wanted to hear. Uh, this was actually revealed by Zack Snyder himself on Twitter. He said, um, it, it's what he said, he said, Zack Snyder's Justice League will be available worldwide... Um, in all markets on the same days in the US on March 18th via on demand, digital download, linear, or streaming. Platform availability all depends on each territory, uh, with the exceptions of China, France, and Japan, where the release dates are to be decided. Um, additional details for specific markets will be shared soon. So, this interestingly enough, this comes after he kind of criticized uh, Warner Brothers' release. Uh, for this movie the the marketing he thought they really botched it which they really have done because it's almost what we're in, we're 23rd of february now and we still don't really know when this movie's coming out or how it's coming out or where it's coming out it's it, it's a botched release let's say that but the thing is the thing about this uh movie is that it still has incredible demand uh, people are really excited about it which is very good to see i'm 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 really happy about that and it seems as though People are really looking forward to it. So let me know what you guys think about that in the comments. Uh, you can comment over on YouTube. Uh, I've got the live chat open. So if you have any any little thoughts, do tell me and I will answer them. Right, so Zack Snyder has also revealed uh, that uh, Warner Brothers isn't paying him for making his uh, Justice League cut. So this was in the same interview with Vanity Fair. And uh, this, uh, I'm, not, I'm not really all that surprised to hear because, well, basically... He'd already been paid to make this film, but he's spending a lot of time uh, making this. So, they're, of course, they reportedly spent an extra $70 million on the budget of this movie. They got a lot of extra footage, uh, like reshoots, done for this film. So, in this article with Vanity Fair, this is what Zack Snyder had to say. He said, I'm not getting paid. I didn't want to be beholden to anyone, and it allowed me to keep my negotiating powers with these people pretty strong. So, Of course, the reason why he's doing this or did this or decided to do this, sorry, is because he didn't want to be put in another position where he was kind of felt like he didn't have creative control. So it sounds to me as though he kind of said, right, I won't get paid for this. I want want you guys just to spend the money on the budget and then let me do what I want with it. And that is, to be honest, that is the best solution for this because... I mean, it's a shame that Zack Snyder's got not getting paid because he'd love him to get paid. But I'm pretty sure like, that there's some sort of um, line in his contract where it's kind of based on how well the movie does. So if the movie does really well, he'll probably get some sort of payment through that those means. I, I mean, I hope so. I, I would really hope that's the case. But he hasn't actually been paid specifically for making this film. He's just doing it on, you know... his basically eating into his own time which is I mean <clears throat> it's weird it's a bit weird it's a weird way to do things but I actually think it's better this way I think this is this is probably going to lead to a much better and and well the actual Snyder Cut it's not being interfered with by studio executives and uh, Warner Brothers kind of stays out of it it's more an HBO at type thing uh, they're kind of the ones giving the money for this anyway so I think it's a good thing, but let me know in the comments what you guys think about that. Right, uh, moving on to some casting news. So I wanted to get all the casting news out of the way for the DCEU specifically. So Marwan uh, Kenzari, Kenzari, I hope I said that right, Kenzari, uh, he's been cast in Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam. Now the role is undisclosed, we still don't know which role he's been cast as, but he is the guy that... um, he was in. He's been in loads of stuff. He was in Aladdin. He played Jafar, and Aladdin was brilliant in that. He was in The Old Guard. He was really good in that film. So I. I mean, I'm hoping he doesn't play a villain, because he, but he does get kind of typecast as a villain, especially after Aladdin. Aladdin. But in The Old Guard, he was actually one of the good guys, and he was actually really, really good in that film. Um, Sasha Calle has been cast as Supergirl in Andy Muschietti's The Flash movie. So this was actually revealed by Andy Muschietti himself, and um, and it, he put uh, a really he put the the Zoom call he had with uh, Sasha on on his instagram feed and that was really really nice it was really nice seeing her you know kind of get her live reaction to being told that she's been cast as supergirl people are a bit annoyed that they're not getting melissa benoist in it as uh, a supergirl but i think i mean again this is a newcomer i haven't actually seen sasha Kelly in anything but uh people are very excited about it she's got you know she's a colombian actress she's a colombian american i believe, and um and it's kind of it's a different. It's a bit of a different take on the character, and I'm all for it. I think you can't really judge it until you've seen like a- at least a snippet of her as the character. But I think she'll look great. I think she'll act. She's obviously Andy Muschietti is very good at-, at casting kind of newcomers, so he obviously knows what w- like what she's about and how good she is. And apparently, he was very very drawn to kind of her emotional aspect. To, to uh, during um during her casting that like, he and the producers were very very taken by her and thought she was brilliant. So I'm I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Right, uh, Colin uh, says that Snyder was getting paid for Army of Dead by Netflix at the same time as doing this, which essentially uh, which is essentially his passion project. I think it'll work out better this way, uh, less red tape. I think you're completely right, Colin. Um, one of the things about about the Snyder Cut is that. Actually, that is also a passion project for for Zack Snyder. The fact he was offered this by uh, I'm forget uh, Toby Emmerich. Apparently, this is the story. Toby Emmerich called him and said, "Do you want to fit? Do you want to do this?" Uh, and he said immediately said yes. And it's something that he's wanted to do. I think ever since he was kind of kicked out of that film to begin with. So he's really wanted to uh, to put his own spin on, on, or get his own version of the Justice League out there. Army of the Dead is also very much a passion project, but he is getting paid quite a lot for that movie. I I mean, the numbers aren't out there, but I'm pretty sure Netflix are paying him very well, and it seems as though they're going to do a multi-picture deal as well, so he'll get to do more stuff with Netflix after this film is released. I think this film, Army of the Dead, is going to do incredibly well on Netflix. I think, first off, Dave Patisse is a brilliant actor and is someone that I think people want to watch in more things and uh, and i think he's gonna i think that's gonna do really really well but yeah you, you are right there is less red tape and it's uh it, i think that's what Zack Snyder wanted right uh moving on thank you sorry thank you for that comment um ryan reynolds has debunked those green lantern justice league cameo rumors so these rumors have been going around uh for quite some time now i think they've kind of started off by grace ranolf who said that uh he's going to be in the film. Then there were kind of people saying, no, he's not. Finally, I I mean, it kind of started again when it was rumoured that, or revealed, sorry, that there is going to be a kind of rather surprising superhero cameo at the end of Justice League. But Ryan Reynolds went to Twitter after John Bailey, the voice guy. If if you've watched those... uh, Uh, those Honest Trailers, then you'll recognize his voice. He said, spoilers, it's Van City Reynolds, uh, hashtag Snyder Cut. So he's saying that it's him that's going to be cameoing at the end of the movie. And then uh, Ryan Reynolds said, it's not me, but what a cool pirate flag to cameo as Hal. Maybe it's another Green Lantern, but for me, the suit stays in the closet. I mean, computer. So he's... Yeah, basically debunking those rumours. Now, can we take him at face value here? Uh, It's Ryan Reynolds, so no. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is one of those guys that loves to troll people. And uh, he does it a lot. But to be honest, I think he's pretty much done with that character. And, I mean, Zack Snyder's got a pull. So he's been able to get, like, Jared Leto to come back. Incidentally, if you've seen the pictures... Of Jared Leto like the new pictures of Jared Leto's Joker and uh, the Batman I think Ben Affleck's with the Batman and Cyborg as well so they're all kind of revealed released in that Vanity Fair article as well people got really annoyed about the just the uh, Joker one because he's kind of um, it's a take on a, I mean he's wearing a crown of thorns and things so it's very much uh, it's emot- you know it's it's it's, it's it, oh, I'm forgetting the word it, it, it's really showing kind of it's got that kind of Jesus vibe about it and people are a bit upset about that. But it is it's the Joker, so it's the kind of thing he'd do. Um but yeah with this with this um with this Green Lantern thing, I'm not so sure if he's gonna turn up in it. It might it, it might be someone else but the thing is it's that, it's that 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 story that there is a cameo at the end of it. And the only real cameo I can think about I'm thinking of cameos so much at the moment with superhero stuff is um is him as Green Lantern? Is, is Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern? That would be the big one. Um, maybe Tom Cruise. Maybe Tom Cruise is Green Lantern. Because apparently he was uh one of the people that was in the running to be cast as Hal Jordan to begin with. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Right, moving on, and moving on to a story that um I think is actually really quite fascinating, and that's that Amelia Clark has reportedly signed on to replace Amber Heard as Mira in Aquaman 2. Now, this sounds like one of those stories that you think, oh, this comes from, I don't know, we got this covered. Or, I mean, no, no disrespect to we got this covered, but they put a lot of that sort of stuff out there. But it sounds like one of those kind of stories. But funnily enough, it's actually from Forbes. And um, one of the reasons, I mean, I will go into why I'm not so sure about this like in a, in a second but forbes is a very very reputable uh, website you know they're one of the places that you think these guys don't come up with rumors they if they're if they're publishing something if they're saying something they tend to know that it's actually happening they've got very i mean they're very entrenched in the whole hollywood scene as well forbes recently got under quite it got uh, there was quite a lot of fire that came under after that whole uh the uh, Ray Fisher article, which was actually posted on Forbes um, a couple couple of months back now, but basically there was this article that was actually posted back in December. So it was the thirty first of December, and it's posted by a guy called um, I'm blanking on his name right now, Keith Flamer, and Keith Flamer is not an entertainment reporter. He tends to he what he does is he reports on real estate. So he basically the article was that apparently Amelia Clark is selling her four million dollar venice uh, beach home and uh that's <laughs> that's that's a big story in itself that's a, a big little you know quite a big property to be selling but buried within that article there's the line uh, she Amelia clark also signed on to replace amber heard as mirror and aquaman too and this again it started kind of people were bringing it to me actually saying look, this. This is is this is this genuine, and I looked at it. I was like, "This is so weird." Like I completely missed it. I hadn't seen this article. I don't. I'm going to be honest. I don't tend to read articles about articles about real estate and about kind of celebrity real estate because uh, it doesn't really interest me. But what what this to me was saying was like, "Does this guy know anything?" So then I looked into him, and he really does just do real estate stuff. So I'm wondering whether he read a report from probably a place like. Murphy's Multiverse or or we got this covered saying that it's rumored that Amelia Clark is going to be replacing Amber Heard as Mirror Aquaman 2 and thought it was genuine and then just put it in his article as a th- as a throwaway line which it really is is a it's a completely throwaway line. So I think that's more likely than him actually having any insider information and being like, "Oh, yes, I know that Amelia Clark is going to be replacing Amber herder's mirror that would be huge news that's the thing that would be massive if that, was, if that were the case it was buried in a Forbes article about Amelia Clark selling her home it's kind of genius but it's also kind of stupid because you, you're kind of uh it's, it's one of those it's one of those things that would be massive news and it, we hadn't heard anything about it from December when this this article was published back in December the December 31st so I'm thinking he's just got his lines crossed and he's kind of muddled something up. And is a Forbes art? Uh, he's a Forbes writer, and this just went unchecked. So he's obviously writing stuff for Forbes that people aren't really checking, which does happen sometimes. I mean, I I work for a national newspaper, and I know for a fact that a lot of stuff that was written, you know, there was a lot of stuff published at where I was working that went. Could go unchecked sometimes, and then we eventually would find it, and we'd we'd catch it, and we'd we'd correct it. But stuff like you know actors' names being spelt wrong and things like that, nothing like this. This is big. This is quite big. Uh, and uh, Colin, sorry, Colin says uh, Amber Heard was all right, and Aquaman definitely looks the part. But it's indeed Amelia Clark. Uh, she has more comedic chops, in my opinion, which I could um, I could see her having better chemistry with Jason Momoa. Um comedic chops I'm not so sure about. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, I think I genuinely think she's a better actress than, uh, than, than Amber Heard. When has Amelia Clark been in a funny film? Was it that Christmas movie? Maybe maybe. I actually I, I personally think she would make a better mirror than, than, uh, than Amber Heard. I agree with you. I think Amber Heard looks the part. I actually do think she looks the part. I do actually think there's the chemistry between her and Momo wasn't terrible. Uh, I thought it was fine. Again, Amber Heard's one of those actresses that's like I think she's actually quite good in a film like Aquaman. Like she kind of suits the film. Uh, I think I think Emilia Clarke has been. She was very very good in Game of Th- Game of Thrones, brilliant in Game of Thrones. But then if you watched her in anything, I actually I thought she was really good in Solo, as well. But the, the film that I keep on coming back to is um, was Terminator Genesis, which I thought was terrible, and I actually thought she wasn't very good in that film. But I think I think she, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna compare the two, then you can't really because I think Amelia Clark's in a completely different league. Now, does the role of Mira need an actor of Amelia Clark's caliber? I'm not so sure it does, to be honest. I know, like when I, I did an article like uh, fan casting Mira, like if should uh, Amber Heard be be replaced? Who who would be the best actor to replace her? And I think. Uh, an actor that kept on coming up was Sophie Turner, and una- uh, funnily enough, another Game of Thrones actor. Amelia uh, Clark was also in that list. People seem to really gravitate b- towards Sophie Turner, but the problem is you've got the age difference between Jason Momoa and um, and uh, Sophie Turner. And then actually, I think Amelia Clark's quite a lot. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure how old she is, but there there is that to, I mean, Amber he- I, I I just think on screen, I think Amber Heard and Jason Momoa make a bit more sense than Amber Heard and... Well, sorry, then Amelia Clark and Jason, although they were both in, they were <laughs> they're in Game of Thrones together and they work very well in there. So I'm t- probably talking rubbish. But I, I think it, I, I personally would like to see it, but I'm not, I think it's at the moment, I don't think, I don't think Warner Brothers is going to do that. I don't think they're going to get rid of her. I think it, there'd be way too much heat uh, that they won't want to, they don't want to deal with. I think what makes more sense is that they actually just say, we're going to give her less to do in Aquaman 2 which I've heard is going to happen I think they're actually cutting a lot of her scenes she's still going to be in the film but she's going to have a lot less to do in it and then apparently she's already like desperately negotiating for Amber uh, for (laughs) Amber Man for Aquaman 3 uh, because she kind of I think she sees the writing in the wall and I think rather than replacing her they might just end up writing her out entirely. One of the things that goes against that is the fact that she, apparently she's got quite a, uh, a few scenes in uh, Justice League uh, that she did reshoots for and she's actually got uh, a lot more to do in that film in, uh, in Zack Snyder's Justice League. He's a big fan of hers, by the way. Uh, Zack Snyder really likes her and thinks she's great. Uh, so... We're just gonna to have to wait and see. I I really don't think Amelia Clark is going to be playing um, Mira in Aquaman two. I think it's a mistake on this on behalf of the uh, of this uh, this this journalist who's not actually an entertainment journalist. He's a real estate guy, and I think they just didn't see it. And uh, now it's out there, and they haven't re- they haven't done anything to rectify. It. I think they probably will uh, after this has been released and after like I think John Campier he spoke about it as well. So I think I think it'll be that they'll end up replacing um get probably getting that line out of the article. Right, moving on Uh, and moving on to Jennifer Lawrence. So this was the big news of the weekend was that Jennifer Lawrence was uh, reportedly attached to play Sue Storm in the Fantastic Four. So where did this all start? How did this start? Well, I'll give you the story right here. So basically, uh, the Daily Telegraph, the Australian uh, Daily Telegraph not the British one, uh, they reported that uh, Jennifer Lawrence was jumping ship, going to Australia, uh, apparently kind of moving there because she was filming a Marvel project. And Marvel, Marvel Studios is basically moving all their production kind of away from Atlanta. They, they will still film some stuff in Atlanta, but they're gonna start filming a lot more in Australia. And the, one of the reasons they're doing this is because of the pandemic, but also they've got a lot of flack recently for filming stuff in Atlanta where they have, uh, that there are some rather draconian laws in the state of uh, I think it's Georgia and, uh, and people aren't so happy with Marvel shooting their movies there and would rather them go somewhere else. One of the places they can go to is Australia and Australia is actually one of the places in the world that's kind of managed to cope with the pandemic and um, they're shooting things there now. They're shooting Thor Love and Thunder out there now. They're going to start shooting, I believe, they're going to start shooting, um, um, what's it? I think Doctor Strange is filming in the UK at the moment, uh, as is The Batman, which is a DC Comics movie. But I think they're going to start filming, was it Eternals was filmed in Australia? I'm not so sure. But I do know that like the Thor movies for instance since Ragnarok, they like a lot of those were f- that was all basically all filmed in Australia and Thor Love and Thunder is now being filmed in Australia and it looks like Marvel's going to start filming a lot more stuff in Australia. So one of the reasons why people were like, "Oh, she's playing Sue Storm" is because of this Daily Telegraph article saying that she's been cast in a Marvel project and she's going to go out to Australia to film for that project. So people were like, oh, it must be Fantastic Four. Therefore, she must have been cast as Sue Storm. Well, that's not the case. Because first off, uh, the Marvel, the Fantastic Four still being, it's not hasn't been written yet. Uh, Marvel's still, um, they are still sitting down with writers and trying to figure out who will write this project. It's being directed by John Watts. We know that. Uh, and then once they have the script sorted out, then we'll start to hear about casting news so we were actually told that uh, John Krasinski and um and Emily Blunt were two of the front runners to be cast as as uh, Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman so Reed Richards and Sue Storm so and also i think that'd be much much better i think Emily Blunt makes far more sense than Jennifer Lawrence Jennifer Lawrence also said that she's kind of done with big blockbuster movies after having appeared in the X-Men as uh, as uh, Mystique and also before that the Hunger Games so, and, and she's actually been taking a bit of a break from acting. She is going to be in um, in some movies coming up. I'm, I'm blanking on the names. Uh, the, the There's a big Netflix film. that has got loads of people in it that she's going to be in. But um yeah, it kind of doesn't make sense that she'd agree to do that. And, and and just the reaction to this news was that a lot of people were like, no, please don't cast her as Sue Storm. There were some people that were positive about it, of course. I mean, I think she's a great actor. And I think I actually think she'd be pretty good in the role. But again, it seems to me... As though this isn't actually going to happen, and one of the main reasons why is because I actually went and contacted her PR team, uh, PR. They what they're called uh, narrative PR, and they got back. I actually got back to me, and they said uh, she's not doing. Um, sorry, she's not doing this movie, and this is an unchecked rumor. No story here. That's a, a direct quote from them. That's so. That's actually what they came back and told me uh, that it's not happening. That there's no story, and if they, honestly, normally they do not respond. Because uh, I'm always, always contacting like uh, managers and PR people about stuff. Like 90% of the time, they won't get back to me. And genuinely, that's because either like radio silence tends to say, oh, it might be happening, or we just don't want to address this. If they come back and say this is categorically untrue, then it tends to mean it's untrue. The other, The thing is, that, that, that there is another side to this where we have seen recently a lot of actors especially in the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of just saying no we haven't been cast I think Tatiana Maslani said she hadn't been cast as, as She-Hulk and she actually had been uh, then th- 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 there are multiple um, examples of this happening so this could be very that, that, this could be the case this could be them trying to deny it and then in a couple of weeks time we'll, hear, we'll have an official announcement that Jennifer Lawrence is playing Sue Storm that could be the case. What is not the case is she's definitely not going out to Australia now to film Fantastic Four because that won't start shooting for... Well, I, I think that's actually quite a ways off because John Watts has got to finish Spider-Man 3 first. They've got to write the movie. He's got to oversee the edit. And then and then that... So that, that movie will take up still quite a big chunk of time. The film has to be written. They have to have that all sorted. So I don't think this film's going to start shooting until 2022. So... Uh, I mean as far as that bit of the story is concerned that's not true but let me know what you guys think about all of that in the, in the comments uh, do you think she'd make a good Sue Storm would you like to see Jennifer Lawrence play Sue Storm let me know your thoughts in the comments below uh, another bit of uh, kind of casting rumours that apparently according to We Got This Covered uh, Pedro Pascal is being eyed for an MCU role they don't say which one they say that it's undisclosed uh, if that's the case then he's literally being cast in everything because he's literally just been cast as uh, Joel in The Last of Us and he's also like in, he was he was in Wonder Woman 1984 as the villain in that. He was in We Can Be Heroes. He's in The Mandalorian. So he's in more and more stuff. And uh, people are, seem to really gravitate towards him. Another bit of casting kind of rumor is that Bruce Campbell has reportedly joined uh, Doctor Strange 2 in a mysterious role. So this comes from Daniel Rickman. And he's saying that, he's going to be joining uh, the Sam Raimi-directed uh, Doctor Strange 2, which makes sense because, of course, if you know anything about Bruce Campbell, he works a lot with Sam Raimi. Basically, he basically turns up in all of his movies ever since they uh, worked together on The Evil Dead. So that ever since that movie they've basically done all their films together uh and um Bruce Campbell cameos in every single one of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man films in different roles and it was quite it was one of those things kind of spot the Bruce Campbell cameo uh so it looks like uh he might also be in Doctor Strange too. that I remember a long long time ago well not really a long long time ago a couple of months ago they were saying there were rumors that he might be cast as Mephisto and I think that would be really fun uh if he's cast as Mephisto I think that'd be quite cool right moving on uh actually let me know what you think let me know what you think about bruce campbell and what you think about uh about pedro pascal moving on apparently so this this is some this is a story that i did um basically based on a story in the express uh saying that um if they go ahead with this pirates of the caribbean reboot that's starring margot robbie then uh, it really risks failure should they not have johnny depp in it and uh it was an interesting story. It was it was kind of, um, they were basing it on, I think it was a study done. Uh, let me just get the story up. Here we go. So who did the store? Who did the study? So it's the Express Online, uh, casino.org. <laughs> so new data from casino.org has suggested that the f- a female element to the movie may not perform as well as the box office is intended. So this, then they go back, kind of talk about a lot of the movies that they've, kind of just roll like they've uh, gender swapped uh, the 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 roles and it's so of course the Ghostbusters film is the big one Oceans 8 was the other one and they didn't do very well at the box office and um if the, it sounds like they're trying to do the same thing with this Pirates of the Caribbean reboot uh starring Margot Robbie is going to be all girl power apparently and uh, it's being written by Christina Hodgson who also wrote Birds of Prey so Personally, I think one of the things they really that, that Hollywood really should concentrate on doing is just making decent films. Like if you want to make a franchise, that's fine. If you want to make a female-led franchise, that is brilliant. Do it, but don't reboot old things that kind of don't matter anymore. Are we really craving? Honestly, you can be completely honest with me in the comments. Are we really craving another Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Personally, I'm done with that franchise. It had its day. It was, it, you know, the be- it never really got better than the first film, which I actually th- still think is brilliant. And I think a lot of that is down to Johnny Depp's performance as Jack- Captain Jack Sparrow. It doesn't need a reboot. It's not something that really needs a reboot. Does it need an all female reboot? Not really. Thing is, Margot Robbie's a brilliant actor. So I think um, I'd be very, very interested to see what she does in that, because I think she's brilliant. Uh, I also think Christina Hodgson is uh, is actually a very a very interesting uh, she's a very interesting writer. I actually think Birds of prey is actually quite good. I think I'm one of the only people that thinks that's the case so I've got it my computer just turned off. So should sh- should should they, they I mean they are making this and it sounds as though it's it's going to mainly be fem- like female characters. <sighs> I really think they just should do something else. I think they should come up with. I mean, I know it's. I know it sounds bad to say, but I think they should just come up with a separate franchise, a new sort of franchise, and have that led by Margot Robbie. I mean, I suppose a Harley Quinn franchise is kind of that, but does it does it need to be a Johnny like? A, does it need to be a Pirates of the Caribbean reboot? Reboot? I really don't think so. Just have it be a pirate movie that's not related to the Pirates of the Caribbean, and then I think actually, and and not maybe you don't even have the word pirates in the title, and then when when the trailer comes out be like oh it's a pirate film that stars margot robbie you know and and then have it be a new franchise but the thing is is that disney is so focused at the moment on trying to create new franchises because uh, apart from like they've got star wars and they've got the mcu but apart from those two big franchises everything else they've ever tried to do franchise wise has kind of failed like the last big one they had was Pirates of the Caribbean. Like they tried it with Tron and that failed miserably, even though that I think Tron Legacy is a brilliant film. Um, but they, they did try it with Tron and it just didn't work. Um, they've tried it on multiple occasions with, with kind of uh, what was it, The Lone Ranger was another one they tried and it just, it just failed. So they're constantly trying to adapt old properties and turning and like rebooting these franchises and making them big again. And they just don't work. They just don't work. So one of the things you can do is go, well, let's just make something new. And really at the moment, there's, there's something, there's something like I think there's just a staleness in Hollywood at the moment. And actually, especially with Disney. Uh, and this is coming from someone that I actually really liked the, the last Star Wars movies, apart from the very last one, The Rise of Skywalker. But I just feel it's really stale and it's rehashing old grounds constantly. And uh, it sounds to me like this Pirates of the Caribbean reboot is going to be the same. And if it doesn't have Johnny Depp in it, then literally, there's, there's not much reason to go and see this film because the big draw of the parts of the Caribbean franchise was Johnny Depp. It was Johnny Depp as, as Jack Sparrow. Can can Margot Robbie be the new Johnny Depp? Be the new Jack Sparrow? Maybe, but do, do we need that? No, definitely not. But let me know what you guys think. Uh, Colin, you, <laughs> thank you so much for these um for these uh, comments, Colin. I also enjoyed Birds of Prey for what it is. Um, it's just. Sad knowing it's essentially a dead end story-wise. DC keeps making cul-de-sac films and ditching storylines. <laughs> it's interesting you use that phrase, cul-de-sac, uh, Colin. I know a lot of DC comic, DC movie fans though, that, <laughs> that will not be happy with you saying that. But I, I completely understand what you mean. I think Birds of Prey, they were trying to set it up for a sequel. If if you watch like the end of that film, kind of sets it up for a sequel. But yeah, it, that, that was another one of these. I, th- I really think Warner Brothers is just looking to kind of move away from this now and try and maybe focus more on the Matt Reeves Batman films, hopefully. that I mean, there are all these rumors about things, bad things happening on set that I've said categorically that those rumors are untrue. But I do think they're looking at that and hoping that that will kind of push them forward or just looking at kind of hiring interesting directors. Interestingly enough, I think what they're doing with the suicide squad is is very fascinating because that is it's it's kind of still in the same same world as the David Ayer film but it seems to be completely different. And uh, and they might start doing more stuff like that. They might bring in a really like, I I actually really like the di- is it Catherine Yan that directed um Birds of Prey. I think she's great, but I don't think she was given enough it was too big for her really to take on that and and I think there was a lot of studio interference. And that was that was unfortunate, but there are some brilliant moments in Birds of Prey, and I would like to see a sequel. I really would. And if they give it to another director who's like who's got a really really unique vision, then yeah, go with it. Go with it. And and the same you could do the same thing with Jared Leto's Joker. You know, you could you could you could make something quite interesting with those characters. Whether or not they're going to do it, I honestly think um, it's everything's just a bit of a mess. Warner Brothers at the moment—that's one of the big problems with the with the kind of DC films part of Warner Brothers. They just have no—they—they they really have no plan, and I think that's that's just so obvious when you watch their films, because they're just all over the place. And um, it's it's been like that for such a long time. It's been like that actually ever since the Christopher Nolan Batman films ended, and uh, they just didn't really have a contingency plan for what would happen after Christopher Nolan, like once he left and was done with the Batman films. What do we do next? And they, will their answer was Man of Steel. I mean, I know, I know people like that film, but I personally think it's, I think it's fine. I think actually, it's one of the better DCEU films. Like, it's you know, there's some ones better than it, but I think uh, as Batman, as sorry, Superman films go, it's fine. But it's just they're they're in trouble. That that they're they're in all sorts of trouble. I think uh, hopefully this Zack Snyder film will will kind of help them out a bit, but. We'll just have to wait and see, right? A little bit of last bit of uh, movie news. No Time to Die's uh, release date might have been revealed. So apparently, it's going to come out on the thirtieth of September. This is according to a Russian site called Kino Web, and uh, I'm not sure how. (laughs) I mean, that they were reporting on the Russian release date, so it, it kind of you think, well. European release dates will kind of align with that Russian one so it seems as though it's been moved to September 2021 which is a shame because it means we're going to have to wait even longer for that film Uh, I'm just so desperate to see it now I just want them to release it Uh, Idris Elba's confirmed that he's making a Luther movie which we kind of knew was happening but he officially confirmed it uh, on Capital FM in the UK And uh, they've also revealed that a Hollywood remake of Train to Busan is in the works. And I did an article about how this is something that they should not do and that Hollywood should stop remaking foreign films just for the sake of remaking them because they're like, people won't, don't want to go into a cinema and read subtitles. If you've seen Train to Busan, you don't need to, like, you don't even need the subtitles. It's self explanatory, that film. It's brilliant sequels not so good but the, the first film is wonderful and if you do like zombie films this is one of the best ones I've ever seen it's brilliant it's a shame they're remaking it because the original exists but hey <laughs> what else can you do right moving on to tv news and I'm going to kind of put it all into like all of the WandaVision stuff I'm going to put into one big chunk so People are convinced... Okay, so one of the big things about WandaVision is who's cameoing in WandaVision. Paul Bettany said that it's someone he's longed to work with for years. Who could this person be? So people seem to be convinced that it's Michael Fassbender cameoing as Magneto. Personally, no, I do not think that's the case because that's not an actor that Paul Bettany would have been wanting to work with his whole career. Now he might turn up in it. He he might turn up, but I haven't been told that and I don't think that's happening. I don't think it's Ian McKellen either because actually Paul Bettany and Ian McKellen have worked together and <clears throat> uh, Paul Bettany revealed that the cameo he was referring to wasn't Evan Peters and it wasn't Doctor Strange. So it's it's neither of those characters. So who could this person be? Well, for me, uh, I was I am I'm not really anymore, but at the time I was convinced that it, it's going to be Sir Patrick Stewart turning up as Charles Xavier but now uh, after having kind of thought about it for a while and reading some other other reports on the internet i'm actually now convinced it's going to be al pacino <laughs> and one of one of the reasons i thought that was actually because because of what paul bettany said and because of what al pacino has said in the past so if you if you've been following like al pacino like in and and his kind of whole relationship with marvel it's been really interesting <clears throat> Sorry, I, I do need some water. I'm just going to take a sip of water. Right, so one of, one of the things, is this, is, this, is the, this is the quote from Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany said, There is one character that has not been revealed, and it is very exciting. It's an act I've longed to work with all my life. We have some amazing scenes together, and I think the chemistry between us is extraordinary and fireworks on set. I'm really excited for people to see that stuff. People seem to think it's Doctor Strange. Truth is, there is only one character that has not been revealed, and it's very exciting. It's an actor I've longed to work with all my life. So who could this person be? Honestly, I think it's Al Pacino. And the reason being is that... um, so, And I think he's playing Mephisto. Uh, So first off, Al Pacino played the devil in The Devil's Advocate in 1997. Uh, That was a, a pretty okay movie, but it would be interesting hearkening back to that film. And Al Pacino has actually revealed on multiple occasions that he's really impressed by these Marvel films. He was actually speaking specifically about Guardians of the Galaxy and he said he's ready to go to Marvel. And this was in an interview with MTV. And then he said, why wouldn't I like a movie like that? Why wouldn't I appreciate a movie like that? It's not necessarily going to be... I'm not not necessarily going to be in it, but at the same time, there's value to it and you can see it. So... And this then, if you put this together with what uh, Paul Bettany revealed at um, A's of Pop Comic-Con in Manila back in 2015, he said that he was asked which actors inspired him growing up and he said three names. He said Robert De Niro, Marlon Brando and Al Pacino. Now, I do not believe that Robert De Niro will be in a Marvel movie and uh, Marlon Brando's dead. So that leaves Al Pacino. And Al Pacino, I think, would do it. I think he would turn up for a cameo. And I, and I would be really, really... It would make so much sense if Al Pacino were to turn up as some as kind of Mephisto like character, like a, a pro- pro- probably a sorcerer of some kind related to Agatha Harkness. I think that would make a lot of sense. Uh, but do let me know what you think. Do you think I'm mad? <laughs> do really do let me know what you think about that in the in the comments below. Right. Uh, Marvel Studios now owns the rights to The Punisher and Jessica Jones again. So this is. Um, this is how they they kind of lease their characters. They license these characters to, to uh, Netflix. Then when Netflix canceled the, the shows, they still had two years uh, before Marvel Studios could use them again. And those two years are now up. So now it's all back with Marvel, which is brilliant news. Uh, Daredevil will be getting a comic book accurate suit in the new Disney Plus shows. So this uh, comes from Mikey Sutton over at Geekosity. And uh, he also revealed that Charlie Cox's Daredevil is set to appear in a Secret Invasion series. Oh, no, sorry, that wasn't him. That was Fandom. Fandom Wire. I'm sorry, that was Fandom Wire that said that. Uh, so a lot of stuff's happening with Daredevil. It seems as though they're really getting this character kind of going. Charlie Cox is, of course, playing the character again. That was revealed by Murphy's Multiverse. I've always got to remember who revealed these things because they like to be quoted and credited. Um... So that's all brilliant. Uh, I'm a big fan of Charlie Cox. I think he's great. and I think he's great as uh, Matt Murdock, as uh, Daredevil. And I'm really excited to see him. Apparently, he was filming scenes on Spider-Man 3, and he's done with those scenes. So now he's going to be appearing in the um, Secret Invasion series. So Fandom what also revealed that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Phil Coulson, and Quake will be returning to the MCU. This is something that's been... Um, Kind of, people have been wondering what they're going to be doing with Agents of the S.H.I.E.L.D. for a while. So it looks like they're finishing the show. But those two characters will still be around in the MCU. And the rumor is, is that those two characters will actually be appearing in Secret Invasion. So I'm fine with that. I think the Secret Invasion series is actually going to be Agents of S.W.O.R.D. Basically, I think that's what they're going to be doing. And we know that Samuel Jackson and Ben Mendelssohn are going to be in that series. So let me know what you think about that in the comments below. <clears throat> right moving on moving on to some star wars tv news and uh mena masood who you might know from aladdin is uh, reportedly uh, going to be playing ezra bridger in the ahsoka live action star wars series this comes from kessel run transmissions and they tend to be pretty much spot on with their star Wars scoops they are very they are star wars centric and they're saying that he is in he's the one that's that's um that Marvel, sorry, not Marvel, that Lucasfilm has cast in the role, and that is actually, I think, really, really good casting, because uh, I think he's brilliant. I, I actually thought he was brilliant in uh, Aladdin, and he actually revealed after that that he's found it very difficult to be to get cast in anything else, which is a shame because he's a really fabulous actor, and I, I really am looking forward to seeing him play uh, Ezra Bridger. I think he's perfect. What Castle Run Transmissions also added was that Rahul Kohli, Co- Rahul uh, that we were told, was in the running to play. Um, Ezra Bridget was actually uh, one of the last actors, like in in the running. I think it was probably between him and Mena, and then Mena ended up getting the role over him. One thing I will say is that Mena Masood doesn't quite match the age that Ezra Bridger would be at now. Um, uh, Rahul Kohli would, but uh, Mena Masood is a bit young, uh, a bit younger than Rahul Kohli, I believe. Uh, but they can always age him up, and I don't think that really matters. To be honest, if you're going to look at like chronological ages. Then uh, the guy that played um, Boba Fett in The, in the Mandalorian, um, blanking on his name now, the, the, the Kiwi actor who, who played the original Jango Fett in the uh, prequel movies was way too old. Because if you look at the, the years, it just didn't match up. Why would he be like looking? But the thing is, you never actually saw him without his helmet on. So that's, I think that's how they kind of got away from it. But um, I don't think it really matters. Uh, let me know what you think about Menemusud being cast as uh, as Ezra Bridger. Uh, right, in the comments. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, Gina Carano is planning on fighting Disney in the press after being fired. So it was revealed that she's been fired uh, as Cara June. Which, honestly, I think the more I think about it, the more I think was wrong. But... You know, we, we we It's the world we live in these days, unfortunately. And uh, she did a big interview with uh, with Ben Shapiro, and of course, she's doing this film with his company, which is what the the Daily Wire, I think. And they, it looks like they still don't know what this film's going to be. But apparently, she's been having lots and lots of offers uh, and things like that, which is great, even though she's been dropped by she was dropped by her um, by by her uh, her management and a PR company and all that sorts of things. But it seems as though she's still getting, still getting. um, She's still, she's still in demand, which is really good because I actually think she's, she's definitely someone that should still be in the spotlight. And I, and I think she's, she was so good. I think in especially Mandalorian season two, and was really a role model for for many young um, young girls out there that saw this very um, powerful Star Wars like female character in Star Wars. And that's kind of running through a lot of Star Wars stuff. So, you know, there's Ray as well that's kind of similar. But Cara June was something else. There's a bit more grit to her, I felt. And um, it's a shame that, that Gina Carano won't be playing that role anymore. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're just going to be f- kind of forgetting the role entirely. <clears throat> they won't be recasting. But it looks like Gina Carano's got some... Apparently, she told um, Ben Shapiro that she's got some stories she could tell that will, you know, about the way Disney treats people. That will shock quite a few people. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, but Let me know what you think about the whole Gina Carano thing in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to Darth Maul. Apparently, he's going to be returning for a future Star Wars series. This comes from We Got This Covered. So this actually came after it was reve- kind of revealed that Ray Park had been dropped. And um, <clears throat> this came after... There were there was a post he put on social media. It was kind of revenge porn, really. And there were questions on whether he'd been hacked, which could be the case actually. And uh, but then we kind of heard that he'd been dropped um, because Darth Maul apparently was going to play an important part in quite a few of the Star Wars shows. So potentially uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, and also his own show as well. He was teased at the end of Solo. So and and he was a big part of the. Star Wars Rebels show so you know and also the um what's the other one called Uh, the Clone Wars uh, TV TV series so (laughs) it's one of those things that hopefully I hope he comes back because no one else can play Darth Maul really he's not the voice of Darth Maul but he really is the embodiment of Darth Maul so I really do hope they bring him back and hopefully he'll be brought back in a TV show let me know what you think in the comments below right final little bits of news and then I'm done (laughs) because this has been a very long stream for me uh, HBO Max is rumoured to be developing a new Swamp Thing series. This comes from Daniel Rickman, and actually something that we reported on quite a while back. Um, Chris Marshall is now the favourite to replace Jodie Whittaker in Doctor Who, so that is actually an odds thing. So Ladsbrooks, they're, they're bookies in the UK, and they, they've put Chris uh, Marshall as the front runner to replace Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor in Doctor Who. Uh, that, honestly, I, I take those uh, kind of odds things with a pinch of salt because it's based on who on people that are betting and stuff like that. Uh, one thing I will say is that Chris Marshall was actually uh, in the running to play the Doctor before Peter Capaldi was was uh, cast in the role, and people really want him to play him. If you don't know who he is, he's the guy in love, actually. Uh, he's in My Family, and he was most recently in Death, Death in Paradise, I think was the show he was in recently. People love him and people really want him to play Doctor Who. Uh Jupiter's, le- le- sorry, Jupiter's Legacy's uh, release date uh, has been revealed on Netflix uh, in a recent trailer. So it's coming out on May 7th. So that's actually pretty near. I didn't expect that to be so close. Final bit of news is that Benedict Cumberbatch will start in the 39 Steps series. And uh, that is something that a lot of people are very excited about. I'm going to be honest, I've never seen the 39 Steps. I've heard it's a masterpiece, the Alfred Hitchcock version. Um, I've never, never seen it. I'm going to be watching it now uh Colin last sorry uh, this will be the last thing I do and then I'll then I'll end the show so Colin said I've been waiting for a live action more return since Solo that was um that was just about the only good thing to come out of that movie although I wonder if they would do another crime syndicate type film I think they're going to keep Maul to the TV shows uh if they if they're bringing him back at all actually Ray Park did tease his return on Instagram recently he posted a picture of the horns and it looked like he was in a uh He was um, in some sort of, um, what's it called? Um, Hair and makeup um, kind of room. (laughs) It's been a long stream. Uh, So it looks like he is coming back. I think he'll come back in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. And then I think he might, I think they might develop that crime syndicate thing probably in the Lando series. So I'm wondering whether they're prepping him for that, um, for like his kind of, he'll be introduced or reintroduced in in Obi-Wan Kenobi, that all that series and then he'll play a big part in the lando series which actually sounds like it might also feature uh Amelia clark uh, uh which i think that's great i think that's a great idea i think the crime syndicate thing is interesting it's what's it called the the i can't remember the, is it khmer rouge or something like they call it like, i really can't remember the, na- the name of his syndicate uh but it's 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 kind of like an underground like uh let me. I don't want to say anything wrong, so I just want to check what's the Crimson Dawn. I'm not. Yeah, I think. I think the thing I said was something else. Uh, but yeah. So it looks like that might actually end up playing more of a role in these upcoming uh, TV shows, Star Wars, Star Wars TV shows. So hopefully. Hopefully they end up doing it. I really do hope they end up doing it because I think that's quite interesting. And I think Darth Maul's a really interesting character. But we do know how he dies because if you've watched the animated series, then you'll know how he dies and you, you'll know that that that's kind of ends with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Sorry, spoilers. So him being in the Kenobi series, it kind of makes sense because it would mean that Kenobi knows he's still around. And uh, and I, I think that would make quite a lot of sense. It would also, make, also explain how... Um, how uh, Darth Maul knows where Kenobi is in in that series. So I I think that would make a lot of sense. But let me know what you guys think. And uh, with that, I'll say goodbye. Thank you very much for watching. This is, again, quite a long stream because these uh, Tuesday streams tend to be quite long. Uh, if you'd uh, like to uh, well like and subscribe that'd be wonderful on youtube and also follow us on facebook and twitter at small screen co and instagram as well you can also listen to this as a podcast i put this out as a podcast a couple of hours after this goes live you can find that wherever you get your podcasts at small screen stories if you're listening on apple podcasts then a five star rating would be wonderful and you can also follow me at ej lords if you so wish and do go to the uh, to the website which is at small screen.co.uk and with that i'll say goodbye thank you very very much for watching and Have a great day or afternoon or evening or morning, wherever you are. Cheers and goodbye.